0: Pat Mayo Pat Mayo Pat Mayo experience. Experience.
1: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Scottish Open, final bets, DraftKings ownership, the weather, the viewer chat, and maybe a little bit of Barbasol talk. Probably not much of the Barbasol talk, to be perfectly honest with you. It's hard not to fill the Scottish Open contest this week. The The energy level is down. Tambo is back in studio with me, by the way.
0: Barbasol contests, you doing them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you got a support They won't come back again, right? I know they're not the best contests, but 10000 up top. We play to win $15. It's almost sold out, though. To be honest, they could have actually put... A little bit more out there, but we'll see. All right, well, the Pat Mayo Experience,
1: DraftKings Listeners League, still has 250 spots remaining in it. Link is down in the description. Please go play in that. Right now, let's fill it up. I put in the request for 6,000 people for the Open Championship. You, myself, and Raza will be doing a weekend show. For the DraftKings picks, I got Steve Bamford lined up, already recorded actually, for the Open Championship course preview at the Old Course at St. Andrews. That drops on Friday. And of course, we have the full week of everything in terms of Open Championship content. But I want to win some money this week. I was doing good after last week. (laughs) Last week was like the best week I had all year in terms of betting. So I went a bit overboard. This week, I do want to encourage everyone to subscribe to the newsletter. That's where all the cheat sheets, final bet, extra research will come out later tonight. The updated weather, the updated ownership, guesses. I won't even call them projections. I'm going to call them guesses because it's looking like it might be a little bit of a tough week to figure out what people are doing with their lineups, at least for the Scottish Open. And Locke is super late, so it's actually quite good. I did have to remind everyone, I wrote this in the newsletter, that when you look at the wind finder, And this is a very American thing. And I don't want to blame all Americans for this. It's a very select few because it happened last year. It happened last week at the Irish. When I talk about the tea times, I'm talking about the times that they're playing over in Scotland, not what your time is in Topeka, Kansas. Yeah, because people look at these things and think they were, like, automatically adjusted to their times and when stuff is happening. No, those are all local times. Right. Makes it easier to actually go out and do it. So the newsletter plus, I'm giving away $500 cash to one lucky person out there, a master's polo for the runner-up, a year-long membership to FantasyNational.com as the third-place prize. Might even add some stuff in. It's the last big major week of the year. So we're going to try to boost the ratings for everything so you can find all of the way to get ballots into the draw to win all this stuff and then there's the super one that's 100 ballots that'll be in the newsletter so you got to be in the newsletter to find out what that is bets for this week Morikawa at 33 Spieth at 40 the main reason that I went on those two and maybe I can get your input on this their odds next week are just like half that Mm -hmm. for both of them so why not just bet them here at double the price against a weaker field I think I mean all the talk last year was about Morikawa he couldn't hit his irons and that kind of came to fruition but it's not like he missed the cut he still played fine and then He just stuck around and was fine the next weekend, became the champion golfer of the year. Spieth, I mean, I always like at the Open Championship. (laughs) He never plays in the Scottish. It seems like a great number.
0: Yeah, I did the same as you. And for some reason, they let me cash it out at 30 because I was already in on him at 30. The boost came. I looked same money back. I was like, okay, I'll just cash that out and put it in on the 40. We'll take it. But I I thought the same as you, the Morikawa one's going to be interesting, especially when we talk DraftKings because his price, uh, Speed's price too, actually funny enough, because the open pricing came out. We're going to get there next week, Saturday with Raza, but it's 10K for him next week, 8,900 this week. But I do like the bet at 40. I like him next week,
1: regardless of what happens this week. Yeah. When we're talking on the weekend and we're doing the open championship show, make sure I play Jordan Speed at $10,000. Ten thousand dollars. Doesn't it
0: average. feel like it's we're setting up for the classic situation where Speed fails this week at eighty nine hundred and crushes next week, and no one's on him at ten k? Absolutely. That, I think. I mean, we have played this long enough to know. I just feel like that you already know in advance somehow, even
1: though you don't. The rest of the bats. I got Connors. I got him at fifty, but I got the ten way each way. I was thinking about doing the five at 55. I was like, I'll give up five points for those 10 places. I like him as a top 10 bet with upside to win on these really slow greens. So Connors at 50, Robert McIntyre at 75 with five places. How Tong at 110 with five places. And Matthew Southgate, 200 to 1 with the 10 places. He's $6,000 on DraftKings. Last man in the field. He's just been added. He's not on Fantasy National as of yet in terms of the DraftKings pricing. So, what I've done is I've just highlighted a, like you can use Chris Wood or Matt Ancliffe, whoever is $6,000, build your lineups with them in them. Because you yep. want. I think you want to use Matthew Southgate this week. And very few people even know he's in the field of 160 now, which is kind of insane. But. You can just global player swap him just after the fact. So just put in your dummy guy, go and swap him after the fact. You'll be fine. If you start with Southgate this week on DraftKings, $8,800 per player left.
0: you could do a lot Uh, and it's just we're going to talk to 6k range in general later but just from a strategy standpoint right out of the gate and for those that don't follow or go back to the previous year now again one thing this week elephant in the room strength the field it's 649 it's wind horse big like it's a it's a big field strength increase even last year was 400 and something now we're going up huge and that'll come into play when we talk about certain guys in the ranges but uh, i've heard a lot of talk already about people not wanting to use more than one 6k guy or something like that i don't think that's the case actually last year five of the 10k guys or four of them, four or five of them, if I remember correctly, were in the top 10. And then the winner was obviously, um, who won last year? Now it was on the top of my mind. Min Minwoo Min Lee. Right. And there was other six K guys up there, like a bunch of them in the top 20. So if we think there's going to be scoring and I think there will be, I, I think you're going to want to attack some of those guys. So starting with Southgate, you can do whatever you
1: want. So other cheap guys, and we'll get into this more, but I top made top 30 bets on Johannes Vermin plus 320 Matthew Southgate plus 375 in fabrizio zanotti four to one who had a nice week in ireland last week first round leader bets going back oh, to the well okay. I, I, i'm coming at a retirement for the first round leader bets at this course so i did vermin at 100 eduardo Malinari at 110 to one southgate at 125 john catlin and fabrizio zanotti both at 125 wacky valamacki sammy valamacki as Sky pointed out to me, really good weekend with his irons for the first time in ages yeah. at the Irish. He's 200-1 first-round leader, all with five places. Barbasol, I bet Goderup. up at 22? I yeah, made this looks. mistake like three years ago when I didn't bet Morikawa at the Barracuda, and he was by far the most talented guy in the field. Goderup's the most talented guy in the field. I don't, know, I don't know if that means he wins, but we're going to look back at this like two, three years from now and be like, If he wins, it's like, why was he playing in the Barbasol? Not the, like, what happened there? It's like, oh yeah, it was like when he first started. 22 to one, he's the favorite. I'm going with it. Sam Ryder, 38 to one. Then I got Schneider at 70 to one and Norgard Moeller at 75 to one, both with five places. I think that the Euros in the Barbasol field are, they're unknown by the American audience and how to rate them against the American players. Like they could just be absolute trash. But John Huh, my guy, is thirty-three to one in this field. Right, give uh, me Schneider, who's been good on the European tour. No guard actually profiles a lot like Grayson Murray in like what his statistics, not probably outside the course, but on the course. Yeah. Like he absolutely mashes it. He's good with his irons. He can kind of make a few putts, but he could be better than a lot of these guys. Like Kelly Kraft is fifty to one this week. He's probably better than Kelly Kraft.
0: Yeah, I, I got some of those numbers. I got Sig at fifty. I like that one. I like the, the Goddard call, like you said. I got Seifert at 90. I think he, that's a good number. Whaley at 80. I'll play some of those guys in the event like that. I like the Molar call, though. That was one that I was looking at for DraftKings just because nobody will go there. But all, all I'm hearing is you're back on first round. The, 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 the Mayo Moronk monies are flying today. And the Goddard top five monies. That is, too, yeah. Which is very way. nice coming through. Thank you, Denny
1: McCarthy, for missing like a three-footer at the end. That was
0: great. You posted the whole run out of the, this shot tracker, basically, the Bet365, where you put it on there, and it's like, he needs a bogey from here and then it played out perfectly for you. And he missed, I think, a five-footer or a four-footer at the end.
1: Oh, he like, he was in this bunker behind the water. I was like, this is perfect. He's going to have to lay up or he's going to go in the water going at it. And he made such an incredible approach shot to, like, yeah. 30 feet. And 3 putt. Denny McCarthy three-putted from perfect 35 feet. Perfect scenario
0: for you. Perfect Insane. Storm.
1: Yeah. Uh, one and done. I got Fitz this week. Jeff has Justin Thomas. And Cust has Hideki Matsuyama. Cust has also already come out and said he's putting, he's putting the curse on Will Zalatoris next week. Do you need to do that? At, I mean, well, a, at you, a
0: major, if everyone's gonna. I mean, you don't want to. I don't want to bet him at twenty-two or twenty-five or whatever we talked about that. And he always comes second anyway. So this is just the worst-case scenario for all Willie Z. Maybe with all the heartbreak that
1: he's suffered so far this year at majors, maybe the and the curse, ultimate
0: reverse curse. Maybe
1: it's just there's so much negativity around him winning. This is what he needs to flip him the other way. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and Cuss tried to do like the secretive tweet with the extra capital letters and stuff to try and make it all special. No. And by the way, I had Hideki one and done, and before I got here, I flipped it to Hatton, and I didn't even know that. That Cust was on that yet, so that's perfect. Smart, yeah. I knew it, just intuitive.
1: Don't do what I did and use Christian Bezadenhout in every spot last week, and then at the last second, be like, should probably put Jason Day into some of these oh, spots, man. especially in like the thousand dollar one. I had Jason Day, <sighs> so I've had Sung Jay and Jason Day because I forgot to change it. Because I'm an idiot. So back to back WDs and the big money ones. So uh, I'm
0: cooked. Cost our guy Raza big too.
1: Yeah. Poor poor Raza. He would have won every high stakes contest. Even if he just gets a median performance. I think he just goes to Denny, right? We talked about Well, if he goes to Denny, he smashes everyone by like. 10 well, well I,
0: I think it was all like, oh, that'd be easy to do. But I think if the news just came out a little bit earlier, that was the... It was default. the only move because <laughs> he had, like,
1: he, he, had not, he didn't have enough money to go up. Yeah. So the next move is just drop down to the next well, guy. Well, especially
0: with like it was five minutes before lock, just click it and go. Like, anything's better than the zero and the withdrawal. So I, he actually would have had it, but that sucks.
1: I'll have the updated weather in the newsletter. Once again, you can subscribe down in the description, completely free to join. Thursday morning looks like the pocket that you want to be in here versus the rest of like the a.m. Thursday is better than a.m. Friday and both the afternoons look like they're going to get incredibly gusty so if you're playing first round leader you're playing first round showdown I'd recommend the morning as it stands right now this could change I'll have the link to the weather tower in the newsletter as well so you can keep track of it but even if you want to do some a.m. p.m. stacks and hope to get lucky these guys go low Thursday morning not against it in fact I will be doing it
0: I'll be doing both because I think, again, one, the weather can change on a dime. It's changed like three times this week already, and that's why we don't look at it early. We do it only for the sake of being able to give an idea of what the week looks like. For example, today is extremely windy. We're glad that that's not involved tomorrow because that would be even harder to predict and fight your way through. You don't want 52-mile-per-hour gusts at 2 p.m.? insane wind today over there right now. So I think the other thing, too, is it's just going to dry it out. A bunch, right? All that high wind today. So you're going to see the the runout be a little bit stronger. You're going to see some of the firmness start a little bit early tomorrow. So I like your call for showdown. I like it. I'm not sure if you back-tested those first-round leaders or if it's just the Moronk money's flying. Moronk money is flying. Okay, that's that's what I was wondering. But just in general, I think that's another way to go about it too for tomorrow. If you're looking at the guys that go out super early or whatever might be the best spot. Let's talk DraftKings ownership then to see who
1: is popping up here. It strikes me as... Xander at $9900. JP
0: McManus Pro-Am winner, Xander?
1: As, uh, as Josh Perry pointed out, that should have been the auto bet of the century that we just didn't even think about. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and you could bet that event too.
1: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 36 hole Pro-Am, Xander? That's that's a lock button. Next time around, I hope I'm like dead last, like Spieth who got disqualified. <sighs> but Xander does pop out, you know, back-to-back wins. He, well, he won the Travelers, he wins this Pro-Am. He's not in the 10K range. He's going to be the most popular guy.
0: Oh, at 9900, it's just a, a perfect setup. Best Buy pricing, ready to go. And it makes a lot of sense. And I think there's even people that can talk themselves into the 6K range being so bad that they could just start with Xander, right? That's going to be a, a, a popular starting point for the balance builds. Let's see here. If we throw Xander into that,
1: Southgate and Xander, still 8,500 left for four spots. So you can still do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, I, I do feel one, well, two things I'll say. One, if you go that route, I actually like not going up to the top with South using Southgate, I'm saying, because I think most people use Southgate. When you got that much money, you're not gonna just love the complete balance as much as I think you'll say, I can still get to JT, I can still get to Romer Scheffler, your choice. Xander, Zalatoris, Homa,
1: Aaron Rye, Justin Thomas. Top five? Some combination of those? Some games?
0: I think Burns falls into it a little bit too. I, I also wonder about late steam on Jordan Spieth. 8900 bucks. Um, the conversation what we had at the top where the price next week's already out so people are using that to angle in and it makes sense. But in the same point, uh, you can get away with it, don't need the driving accuracy so much. He's you know been, been good over on linksy courses things like that. So uh, open champion of course in the past. So I just look at it like that and then you've got the Hovland equipment snafu where he doesn't have that and so it's like are they going to go down to him or up to Spieth? Very clearly, in my mind, they're going up to Spieth for the 100 bucks. So I just think he could get a little bit of that late steam as well. Trying to see who else is around there. Ryan Fox, I can't figure out for the life of me. Is he going
1: to be popular or not?
0: I have to lean like somewhere in the middle and I'd say like eight to 12. It's a bigger range than I would normally put on it, but I just don't think some of the sites have them 15 plus. I, I can't see it. Every single person in the world is explaining and myself included why it seems horrible. And we're used to getting mid six K and all this stuff. Again, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, Anybody's he, 45 to one, 50 to one people ran to bet him at. My challenge was, and I set it off the top. It was the strength of field factor. Uh, his, his history right now, his recent form, sorry, is like Will Zalatoris' recent form. The difference is Will Zalatoris is doing it in majors and top field top tier events. This guy at eighty five hundred is doing it in field strengths of the John Deere Classic or less, basically. Sure. Very good Lynx player though. This is yep. this has been well he known. Is. Oh, listen, yeah. I
1: like Ryan Fox. I don't love him at eighty five hundred bucks, even if he is let's say we're everyone's way off. They've overprojected projected him in terms of ownership. He's ten percent. I'd still rather use speed. I'd rather use Corey Connors, who's cheaper.
0: I agree. I think you can play more of these guys. I will talk about that later with strategy stuff, but like, well, I don't want to play as many. Mi- I'm going to take more stands down low than I am up high. And, and I, what I mean by that is in the 7K range, 6K, you can sprinkle some dudes in there that you like. Some of these Euro guys, I know you've got more names than just Southgate, and we will when we go through it. But I would say up top, it's really hard. Some of these 2v2s are tough. Ryan Fox is, to me, a horrible bet. I don't think he has any win equity in this tournament, I'll and say. At 40-1? to one? <laughs> Obviously that what's what I'm saying like the, we know this but it's like Willie Z 2.0 for me and I'm just saying that but on DraftKings at 8% it does get a little bit more interesting when you think about the fact that what if he does just have the week where he shows up he can score links course all that so that I would have more interest on DraftKings zero interest in betting that guy
1: the issue I have with DraftKings and Ryan Fox at the moment is, I think that there's still a good chance that, because I think Fleetwood is going to suck up some of his ownership. For sure. But just to see his name, and obviously I get the reasons of why you'd want to be behind Ryan Fox here, but is he a better player than Joaquin Neiman? No. Not even close. Oh my gosh.
0: Not even close.
1: Is he a better player than Jade No. Is he better than Connors, Cam Young, or Horschel? No. Well,
0: that But that's why then you have to adjust him to like 7 or 8%. Sure, but those guys
1: aren't popular either. Like, they're all going to be lower owned than Ryan Fox anyway. Yeah, regardless, Even if we come in like, Sungjae and Neiman are both going to be under Ryan Fox. Connors will be around the same. Horschel will be less. Cam Young will be the same. Then you have Homa, who is going to be a popular play.
0: Yeah, he'd be, but for me, the, the guys that you mentioned there, so M, Neiman, Connors. He comes to mind all of those guys easily still, even if he's 7 or 8%.
2: So, yeah, I won't get to him then.
0: Yeah, it's tough to. Get. That's what I'm saying. But if you, all I was saying was, if you're gonna make a case for Ryan Fox, please do it on DraftKings and not at 45 to one or 50 to one. Where it's just to me, it's a wasted bet. So in the sevens, you think that Hatton's gonna get more steam, right? I do. Yeah, I think at 7800 it's just a lower price than we've seen. And then one thing you'll also see, of course, they're linking things like the Dunhill links and his history and situational stuff like that, on top of the fact that he, he hates on every course that he plays. We've went through this on these shows every week, and this is a course where 18th and 14th in his two appearances. So seems to be one of the courses that he actually likes or can find his way throughout, regardless of what the scoring's like. So I think at 7800 he will get a little bit more of the late steam. Maybe it's 13 to 15%, but that's still more than what you would expect from Tyrrell Hatton, who hasn't had himself a great season yeah I think that the
1: projections will show that Mito is more popular than Hatton and it probably comes in reverse
0: I I think that could be a good way to put it for sure and I actually love Mito this week same price there as Moronk though your boy if you want to go chasing
1: I don't know if you I mean are you really chasing at $7,700 the issue is almost like the Ryan Fox issue is that should he be 77 maybe is the answer but is he a significantly better player than Sebastian Munoz I don't, I don't think, I mean, he's just won the Irish Open, but I don't think that he's a better player than Robert McIntyre, who I like this week and bet this week,
0: who's cheaper. Mito, Moronk, McIntyre, Munoz, the M's. Get all the M's in there. but I, I, The three M's coming up soon, by the way. But I think for this, one thing I would say with Moronk is a definition of chasing true. Yes, because it was last week that he won. But to your point, and I made this point with Kenny on the Fantasy Golf DeGeneres podcast, was that he's basically, look at his history right now, his, his form. I keep saying history, his form. Third, sixth, third, third in four of his last six starts with a win over Ryan Fox at $800 cheaper. Isn't he the same dude? For for eight hundred bucks less than Fox, it's almost the same thing, and beat Fox in the same tournament that his his most, his most recent form.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that I was on Moronk last week, felt and, like and his
0: ownership's like what this week, six or seven percent, maybe maybe higher.
1: Maybe it gets a little bit higher, but I, I'm not I'm not afraid to go back to him. It's just very jarring to see him a hundred dollars less than Tyrrell Hatton. Like I think that's what this is going to end up boiling issue. down to is yeah. that people are going to see Hatton's name at a link style course at seventy eight hundred dollars versus
0: your mid tier Euro and PGA guys. I agree wholeheartedly. And I'll say this, I've said it all along. This is what I do in majors and it's what I do in strong fields. And it's been a success for me. So I'm going to stick with it, but I stick to the strength of field factor. I know I understand what's wrong with the OWGR. I understand why people don't like it. What I do like about it. And what I know is true is it's apples to apples. These guys are doing it in strength of fields of like 50 and 65 and 95. And this is a 649 and more when it gets up to 160 here. Like you said, with the live guys hopping over, including Grace, who just won last week on the live tour, it's just little things like that, where I'm just going to go with what you said. I'm going to play the actual talents. Let me get these euros at the bottom in the 6k range that they just don't know what to do with or they're priced wrong and take my chances there. I think that's how I'll go about it this week instead.
1: In the bottom of the sevens, Aaron Rye, former winner of this event, had a pretty good week, top 10 at the Irish a week ago. I'm good with fading him here. I don't love it, but $7,400, I feel like you can get equivalent players for cheaper. Like Tong, for example, is 72. I mean, Tong just might be, he just won, but we know his upside is probably higher than mm-hmm. Aaron Rye's, although Aaron Rye plays really well in these types of courses. I mean, Min Woo won this tournament last year. Luke List has played well at the Scottish Open in the past, too. Not in this course, but just in general.
0: In general, yeah, I actually bet him. We talked earlier about some bets, 125. I don't, again, don't feel as great about it as the week goes on, but at the number at the top of the week, look good. But I mean, there's other guys like you just talked about in this range. So uh, Alex Noren, Chris Kirk, Gary Woodland, like there's some bigger names here. Jordan Smith, if you want to take another Euro flyer at 7,300, you, you know, talked about. Uh, I think you talked about Vala earlier. That like, if you got uh, Jordan Smith at 7,300. Yeah, that's uh that's the, it's definitely killed me in the past. So that's what we use for a nickname here. But if you look down, I, I mean, Mackenzie Hughes. There's actual guys here that play in these strength of fields and these stronger fields that have shown up in the past that I could see showing up here as well. Is it weird that I like Connors next week at St. Andrews? No, I mean you should like Connors everywhere. I think I, I don't have a problem with Connors at 8300 here at all. I think again we know what he can do. So at 8300, he's kind of underpriced. What's his price next week? I didn't look up. Uh, his price yet i had some of the main ones up yesterday you can check it let me see here what do you do with the live guys
1: would were you gonna use brennan grace yeah
0: 6700 i love that he got added late and i love that he wasn't in the original trio of the guys that came in otaggy uh, harding and, and... Poltor, Poltor. of course yes <laughs> gosh we're, do the, we're doing the show earlier now pat this is my first time hopping on the early version with you but yeah i didn't um look at Connors like we all, I got caught up in the fact of like the Spieth stuff and some of the conversation around those guys, but I am curious now. I don't know, I feel like eighty three hundred was a good price. I, I, was, I was gonna say next week
1: he's probably seventy-seven. Eighty 70. $82. almost the
0: same. All right. What's Louie next week? Uh eighty-eight. I know that one because I saw that one right away and uh, everyone I, talked about it. I like that one. We want him at that price. Yeah. Definitely. That that will kill
1: all the ownership on him. So here are some of the guys that I'm using from 7K and below. A lot of them are the first round leader guys that I ended up playing. Maybe I don't get to all of them, or maybe I play them in the stack-specific builds if they end up in the morning wave that I want to play, or even if I do the double stack on each side of the wave, like you're saying. I like that. Uh, Johan Verman is 7,000. He's in the early wave. Eddie Molinari is 7,000. He's in the later wave. Thorbjorn Olsson is 68. He's in the later wave, as is Fabrizio Zanotti. He's 68. He's in the later wave. Southgate is 6,000. He's in the early wave. Jack sinor or no, senior. your guy. I, I don't know anything about this guy except he played well at this tournament last year and then all of a sudden he popped up last week again.
0: I saw you tweeted it last week. Oh, we're going to be doing the Jack Senior thing again, are we? So he, He's 63.
1: Uh, Valamaki is 62 and he's in the morning as well. Finally found his irons a little bit last week, which is nice to see. Like This is where I think you can, like you said, where you can sprinkle on some of the unknowns. Maybe like Southgate is mispriced because he was l- added late to the field. Uh, I just think that he's a much better than a $6,000 player like I was pricing him I'd put him at 66 67 which doesn't seem like much he's still I don't want to say a liability but plays very well on coastal courses in general and yeah do I like him more than Lucas Glover this week yeah I do.
0: Yeah, there, I mean, again, I'm going to look at it from a, maybe a little bit different angle. I'm going to sprinkle some of those guys, but just in general, some of the ones that stand out more would be like Dean Burmeister up at the top, 6,900. Brandon Grace at 6,700. I liked your Zanotti call. That was one I was in on. Uh, Anurban Lahiri is another guy I've been having a great season that just is going overlooked, Callum Terran at 6300 even if he gets a little steam doing it in way better fields, way better strength of field. So I think he's a little bit interesting. And then one of the guys I wanted to get your opinion on, but I actually like him this week so I'm going to probably play him regardless, but is Tom Kim, Ju Young Kim. At 6,400, the U.S. Open, the Travelers, these are heavy strength of fields that he's showing up in, and we know what his talent is and ability. So, can he make a cut here and get through it 6,400 with nobody on him? I think he can, and at that price, I'm gonna take take some chances.
1: Yeah, Bio Kim's another one who has like a nice run right now too. But
0: that's what I'm saying. though. Exact example right there. One dude's doing it in strength of field of four, winning yeah. these crazy like these events that don't matter. A T21 in the U.S. Open for Kim. They're both Kim. Sorry, Ju <laughs> Young kim tom kim is much stronger value to me and then on top of it the travelers was like almost a 400 strength of feel like he's doing it with these field strengths more recently and this other guy's winning in tours with nobody on them where you don't know anybody in the field early wave too tom kim well there you go so yeah okay
1: sold i 60, probably won't end up using that entire pool but there's <laughs> gonna be a lot of those guys i mean i might have to do the the tom kim southgate early stack and then Ooh. fire up top paul shaughnessy has a question
2: why is Victor Perez 80 to 1 when everybody else around him? Maybe it's just DraftKings Sportsbook has like a cyber bully worthy uh, odds for him. But
1: I mean, Vic just won in Europe. He followed it up with a T3. He's made the cut every year. It's been at the Renaissance Club. Mm-hmm. He just – I don't know why – I don't know. I don't know why he's either that cheap or – I, I don't get – I Can think it's look-
2: – I looked it up and it looked like he's like kind of boomer bust. Like he's either doing really well or he's like missing cuts on the Euro Tour.
1: Yeah, he's missed two of his past eight cuts, but he has top tens in three of those events. So, yeah, I think you're kind of
0: hitting on it. Like I bet that? him at the start of the week at 175. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> so that's a nice... I feel like
1: he became the popular bet this week, and they just slashed his odds.
0: That, that's what happens, I think, in some of these cases. We've seen it in the past. And then also, it feels like he's getting a little bit more ownership than I would like, and that's why I didn't talk about him, just because 5%, 6 7% on him is just usually a bad idea when we have all these other guys that we talked about that have such similar s- uh, setups in common. All
1: right, so we figured out what we wanted to do basically from... and below and you said you're going to play you're going to take more stands at the bottom fewer stands at the top does that mean you're just going to play everyone well
0: i'm going to take way more stands in the 7k so usually if i play like 10 guys up top out of the 30 let's say or 25 guys and then i'll play like 15 to 20 in the 7k range i'm going to cut down the 7k range quite a bit this week and i'm going to play more guys above 9k and i will have some underweight stances away a word we don't use very often but in this case i will in the strongest fields because like i said some of the 2v2 so here's one scheffler morikawa versus rom cantlake if I love my four value plays, and I do have those value plays we just talked about a bunch and that I like in a lineup, I'm just going to import and play that lineup back to back because I don't care that I'm underweight on Scheffler and Morikawa when I have more Rom Cantley, who I like more, but I am going to still have the other side of it because you can't tell me on paper which is a better one. It's impossible. I play
1: fewer lineups than you, so yeah. I'll probably play around 50 this week into the $5, and i'll make more stands at the top and i mean it either turns out to be a really good week or a really bad week for me yeah when one of these guys ends up missing the cut it happened to me with 80 percent web last week
0: uh, yeah and i, I think that's great. i think that's usually the way to go we talk about it run pure all the time that's been the stance that's won the most money for me ever in MPJ in a season so far but i will say this and i'm not going away with from it at these stronger events is i feel like there's way more missed prices in the 7,900 and down that we've talked about where I'm more comfortable taking those stances down there to be able just to get more opportunities. Because up top is where I think the winner comes from 8,000 and up. It's just, that's not a hot take. That's pretty obvious. And it still includes what, uh, 30 guys, 40, 32 guys. So that's not a hot take. It's just saying that that's where I'm I'm not going to want to miss out on having the winner in my pool versus down low. I feel good about the stands that I'm taking.
1: And to look at it, everyone from Spieth and above is projecting into the double digits. No one seems like they're running away with ownership. Right. Like, Do you have anyone in the single digits
0: from 8,900 and up? Uh, I do not. No, the closest I think I have. Well, I mean, it's debatable, but obviously... Decky? I, I think people still go to Decky, actually. I've got Cantlay as the one that people are going to leave alone when you've got um, the guys above plus Xander getting all the love, and then below you've got Zalatoris, Burns, Cam Smith go down to speed. There's just so many options. And remember, Cantlay burned everyone in the Xander pairing at the Travelers when he lost.
1: Oh, that is correct. Looking back at it last year, Rom Scheffler, Thomas, Fitzpatrick, and Xander all finished inside the top 12 mm-hmm. at this tournament. Fitzpatrick was second. He ended up losing in the playoff. Was it
0: a playoff? Yeah, it was a yeah, playoff it was with a playoff. him and,
1: and Minwoo. Ended up beating him. Min Woo, what a
0: week for Minwoo! Yeah, what? so th- this week, I look back, so Rom, JT, Fitzpatrick, and Xander. So it's three of the, the oh five-figure God. guys and then the $9,900 popular guy. Those four guys all finished in the top 10 last year. Back-to-back
1: top 10s for Thomas at the Renaissance Club. Didn't play in 2020. Right. 2019. 2020 was the more difficult year. With, with the
0: with Rye winner, 11-under. Yeah, 11-under. Yeah. Like,
1: what do you think the winning score is this week? Oh God,
0: I think it's still up there. 20? I was thinking like 18, so it gives balance. For both. Again, I'm taking a stance of, obviously, we don't know, but to try and get a number on it. It does feel like that's possible. And that's another thing. Even if the wins, the wins aren't where I would say it's catastrophic or affecting too much, obviously, we can look at building wave stacks. We're in Scotland. My point is more, it's with the strength of field and the talent levels, I think it outweighs it either way, and we can still get there, even if there is a bad day or something like that. Of the
1: very top players, only Scheffler and Rom are Morning Wave Thursday guys. Thomas, Fitz, Shoffley, Cantley Morikawa, and Zalatoris are all going out in the afternoon. Then you have Burns and Smith in the morning with them.
0: Oh man, Scotty and Rom, we've been waiting. Actually, did you did you notice this? But it's been a conversation all year. There's been some Twitter buzz on it. The Scotty versus Rom, the heater versus the long term. That is this even like this is a downswing for Rom and it's Play not them that both. bad. But we have not got the Rom versus Scheffler showdown. Or, like, let's see them in the, in the final pairing or something like that. Like, what we want is that going back to the Ryder Cup. So, I would love to see that morning runaway with, with Scheffler and Rom. That would be awesome for the week. If you do, I mean, I'll probably build a few of these lineups. Um she- can do it.
1: Scheffler, Rom with Southgate still gives you 7,300 left for the last three spots. I'm going all
0: in. Southgate, Kim, yeah well let's let's throw Kim in as well we're, we can't do full play the best plays let's do yeah crazy crazy plays lineup where we only get four, four there, yeah guys. so the it, South, Southgate, Southgate Kim.
1: Tom Kim Scheffler Rom you have 7700 bucks left for two and, guys
0: and you find two a.m. guys to go with it and just hope that's the stack and that we get the the runaway is Tom Kim an
1: a.m. guy you said he was I think did I did I'm did almost I say positive that? yes uh yes he is he's, he's out very early well Grace is an a.m. guy right I think so Paul how big is this weather advantage? It's not it's it's not huge. It's, like, it's like a little pocket. We're in New Scotland
2: here. We're like, saying because you don't because know, it's you don't in know the weather like day to no, day. No,
0: but there's something to be said Up for here. that. Again, when there's unknowns, you the way you can make it more known or again, it, it worked last week. My guy Big T won the five fifty five hundred K for first with AM, PM stack, and it was a late minute in, in the Discord, like just something he looked at and saw. But again, his his lowest owned guy in that tournament was nine point eight. And everyone's like, oh, we worry about the chalk all week. Again, not who you play, how you, you play them. And he put them all in the AM stack, which no one had them that way, Was allowed him to play all the chalk and go on to ship 100K. So it just goes to show uh, you can get away with that stuff. But we're not looking for an advantage as much as if you're already in four guys out of six and saying, why, looks, not? why not close it off? Hope they get out. Maybe the winds do pick up and change gear. And it works out great for our guys on day two.
1: Grace is out in the afternoon. I'm trying to find one of the other like cheap guys potentially that goes out into the morning of guys I have highlighted so far. Yeah, Tom Kim, Wacky Vellamaki's out there in the morning. Thorbjorn, no, not Thorbjorn. Verm- Verman is out there. How Tong is out there, so you can play How Tong, and then you can go up again if you wanted to as well. Interesting. Interesting I think the, the other thing, Connors is- and Spieth,
0: both morning players as well. Well, funny enough, it just that's just the best part about it, not being able to give it the whole lineup, but from you said 7,700 average, which is correct, and you go look, and it's everybody from 7,700 besides Brian Harmon up to 7,900, every single guy, which is like six guys, are all AM guys. So close it off with that range, with whoever you want in there that you like, and you can close out that lineup with two AM
1: guys. Or you can go, uh, you can go a little bit more. More, little bit yeah. Less I mean, that's probably better because
0: everyone's going to do what I said. It's just funny that every single person except for Harmon is a morning guy.
1: Just being agnostic of tea times and anything like that. Obviously, I'm in on Morikawa. I bet him at 94. It doesn't seem like his ownership is going to get too out of control. Spieth, I don't really care. I like him here, so I'm going to play him at 8,900 bucks. I don't think he gets more than like 17.
0: Yeah, he's uh, exactly so that's a, that's a good number on him, and that's what you can do whatever you want with that.
1: And then it just comes down to Shoffley. Is Shoffley a good play at his ownership? I mean, you run the numbers on it. What ownership would he
0: have to get to to make him a bad play this week? Uh, he's there, I think, at twenty. Really? Yeah, just because um, again, depends. Like, your numbers are what you derive them from. I mean, I've got numbers on all these guys, but like I still have Fitzpatrick as a better play at same ownership. If like if Fitzpatrick somehow got to twenty, which he's not going to, I would still have him as a better play. Than Xander.
1: All right, I'm gonna make that switch. I'm gonna switch off of Xander and onto Fitzpatrick.
0: <laughs> for, All right,
1: for those, I, I was not I was only gonna play one of those guys. Yeah, and like Cantlay is still there, but I think that I've sucked up my Morikawa juice with Cantlay and Zalatoris. Like, just leave off Zalatoris. Yeah, leave off Cantlay. Play Morikawa. And then Rom, I want to play for sure. Justin Thomas,
0: I don't know what to do with. Z- Xander is incredible right now. This is the game theory, bro. And me yeah. talking, but just so you know, like, just to flip things back for two seconds, I'm just making cases because we don't know. That's why I'm not go- taking hard stands up top here. But my point would be, it was at the team event we're talking about Xander, where Cantlay carried his ass. Xander's still no good. All these factors. That's what happened, right? Cantlay has not been that bad. We thought it was just at the Travelers where Xander ended up winning, where everybody in their dog told you Cantlay was was going to win that event, and it just did happen on the final day so how would this story change if Cantley had just won the Travelers after winning the team event and carrying Xander after losing in a playoff to Speeth at the RBC Heritage then what's the narrative
1: the narrative is I mean it's probably flipped and it would just be hilarious because Xander would have the team win, and let's
0: just assume he still wins this pro-am it's like oh another it would have been the same exactly yeah another add to the uh the short fields the no cuts the uh you know adjusted scoring tour championships all of those in the mix so you're playing Cantley? You like, I'm, do you, I'm do you, definitely playing Cantley. Do you like Cantley
1: more than Cam Smith? I do. Yes. Even with, if it's like... By a good margin, actually. By a good margin? Okay. Yeah. And versus Burns versus Hideki.
0: Better than all those. Okay. So yeah, uh, again, I'm taking a chance on Cantley, but at, at, like I said, I think it's the perfect storm where he is squeezed. Between what we talked about, obviously Xander and playing the top range, which people will, and then going down to the Zalatoris-Burns. One thing I want to say, we didn't talk a lot about old Willie Z besides the cust for next week, but we've been on this in the past and we've talked about it. Again, it's, everyone's talking about Zalatoris, and I'm, it's not my hatred for him or the bet number or anything this time. It's just to say don't we always say that we don't want to play him if there's going to be a lot of scoring because he doesn't make enough putts so everyone's assuming because strength the field this is where they're going backwards with it in my opinion saying oh but he's a big game hunter no he showed up in majors where the scores are like minus 10 and minus 8 and if we don't have that this week that's where he can get away with it a little bit more and the ball striking matters that much more is that going to be the case this week because the price is very fair at 9300 as we've talked about in the past for, for strength of field but is the is there too much scoring
1: it's funny to even to look at. He, and the other two, I guess he was pretty good at the Amex. Uh, he made that run. He had like a 61 one day, and he was making everything. Mm-hmm. And he had the one really good round there. Ended up coming in six. But other than that, you had the Farmers, where he lost in the playoff. I think that was minus 11, minus 12, something like that. I think it was
0: 12 under, yeah, against Luke List. So. Uh,
1: the Masters, he was six. Scheffler wins at either minus 10 or minus nine. PGA Championship, obviously that's minus five. Mm-hmm. He loses in the playoff. U.S. Open, he loses by a stroke at minus four, minus five, where the hell he was at. And Memorial, that Billy Ho won at minus minus thirteen. No one else was in double digits. He came fifth that week. So the harder scoring, the better Will Z gets. The
0: windhorst keeps coming up, man. Something's fishy is going on here with Willie Z. When we get to it, I, I don't know what you think. Like I, I, that was just my original take because he is showing quite a bit of ownership, and I liked him at the start of the week. It just as the week has gone on, and I thought about it more. If you really put the narratives together, it's easy just to say it's a strong field, he shows up, he's a big game hunter. Well, usually the Scottish Open is not even a big game hunter event. It's it's now this year because the co-sanction has but got it, there. But, but it's also part.
1: not like big names weren't playing in this last year. I just right. rattled you off. The top five guys in the field last year all played this year, all played last year, yeah. and Morikawa was there.
0: Yeah. So And Rory was there last year. Was, was Rory there last Rory year? Rory and Morikawa I believe were the two big names to miss the cut. Or Rory missed the cut and said he's not coming back to the Scottish Open. Remember the guy tried to steal his club out of his oh, bag and yeah. everything? Yeah, this... Roy was there last year for sure. Roy didn't even play in the Irish Open this year. No, and he already... Actually, this morning, we always sidetrack it a little bit. We'll go to questions in a second, but he he did sidetrack it this morning. Last night, late in the night, I guess, the article came out, and he said that he will be in the Irish Open for next year. He also clawed back on some of the live comments saying that he understands now why they went and hey if they're gonna put this much money in talked about a ramco with f1 and if we're gonna put billions in let's do it together and let's have these big head head names meet up see that's the move like yeah think about how many pay-per-views they sold for the
1: match when it was like tiger and tom brady versus whatever whatever i mean if you don't have tiger it's probably a tougher sell with a lot of this stuff but if you had like a pay-per-view card of like Bryson versus Rory. They're the leading names yeah. now. You got Tiger leading the PGA
0: tour. You got Phil leading the yeah. They, the play, they, tour. they, they play against. They've each already other. had their match, and now it actually means something on paper. Yeah. So we'll see. Rory Brooks, Bryson, right. Spieth.
1: That's a that's a fun clash of styles, if nothing else i just like it i think it's a good way to do it and
0: people have asked for it so it is interesting after roy's dropping the norman comments and how you know the big words that he's using against these guys and everything and now already saying "Oh, maybe i i made a bit of a mistake let me soften my stance a little bit so we'll see we'll see what happens when roy talks i listen i think he's the best uh guy they have as far as making is he the best interview in sports He's the most candid person with the because microphone of the apparently. honesty factor as well again we appreciate that transparency the ability just to say it like it is and wears hard on his sleeve at times remember the Bryson conversation around him ch- chasing the distance. And admitting that, most people would never. Like, that's where people have such a hard time with Brooks, and I still do, is that, like, I make fun of it, the B and Brooks stands for beta because he plays the alpha card like he's the absolute number one top dog, but it doesn't show in the interviews. And I know our guy Feinberg, he's the same way about it. it it's just annoying when that you have to be this tough act all the time. Rory lets it fall out and wears it on his sleeve. I like that. The
1: difference is, and I, I actually think that the Brooks method is actually quite a smart method. It's a lot like the Marshawn okay. Lynch method where – just don't say anything, then people eventually stop asking you questions.
0: <laughs> he should go all in then with that. And just, you know, I guess he tried to with the black cloud statements and stuff. But just, uh, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Try, try that one next time. Last one. Homa projects to be very popular
1: for his price point. Is he a fade? Is he a play? Because I'm good with fading him for the same collection of talent around him. Like I said, I like Connors. I'm iffy on Billy Ho, but no
0: one's going to use Billy. No one, no one ever wants to use Billy Horschel. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it for um, Billy Horschel. Okay. I, I would do it for Connors. I would do it for Cam Young. I would do it for Keegan. Why not Horschel? Doesn't for me. It just says stuff doesn't write out. And don't forget about B H. Billy Ho. Backwards hat. You get a little Link style. You get a little wind out there. You get overseas. It's not good for Billy Ho. I haven't seen it in the past, at least. So well, he, I, he won Wentworth last year. I've got a way different course, mind you. Yeah. He is, he, it also stands for big hero. He's a big hero after you see all his comments against the Live, Live Tour. So I don't know. May, maybe you go there. I, I'm not, personally. I don't see it. And he's still got to get some ownership. Like, he's got to get 5% or sure. 6%. I don't care about that, I'm saying. But when you have guys around him at, like, if Connors is 8 or 9, I would much rather play him just because I think his upside is there. I just don't
1: think he's going to fit a lot of my lineups because I think I'm going to do a lot of way up top, way down low and then figure out the rest.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to happen too. And like I said earlier, it just looks like that's the case. People still will overlook this 8K range. That's what I do see. Cause, well, you talked about it earlier, Pat, 8,900, 8,800 up. I still have Hovland at at least 10%. When you drop from 8,700 down to eight, the only guys I can think of, so are Fleetwood, Homa, and then maybe Cam Young. Cam Young is always yeah, does, hit or miss. Hit or miss. But
1: it feels like his wave is over now.
0: Right. And he has had a, a couple of bad recent results, if you will, where people say that. Well, so, he had the plus sixteen
1: round or whatever it was, and it seemed to derail his entire
0: season. Yeah, it's over now, right? One one event and uh, one miscut and one bad round, and he's over with. But I, and I know he doesn't have the links history or anything like that. But I just think he could get some. But all those other guys are looking to come in a little bit lower than you would expect.
1: I'd say that Lucas Herbert might be a bit higher on than people think as well at seventy six hundred bucks.
0: Yeah, I can see that. He, he for whatever reason he still pops for me, but I, I don't. What I don't love is it's always a lot of short game. But at least he's shown up at some of those bigger events too. So and he listen the short game, it's not like
1: he's not like that hurts you here. <laughs> no, it's great, and yeah. he's done it back to back years here. He's been fourth each of the past two years. He was ninth last week at the Irish. He had come in winning the Irish last year, so seems like where
0: he plays well, he plays well. Yeah, but I would still, I don't hate him. I just would still have Mido, uh, even your dude Moronk, I would have over him. I... I don't. I guess what I'm saying is I don't take you don't, you don't, two fourth places as automatic fourth this no, year, no, like no. some people do. I'm not saying you yes. were. Others do the. Oh, he's got he's fourth here. The last two years, okay. It means it doesn't just carry over. He doesn't get fourth place this year. So uh, we'll have to see. But I just still would take it on merit of the guys that are around him that I would like a little bit more for sure.
1: Versus the pricing, I think you identified it in terms of odds versus DraftKings pricing. Paul was on to Victor Perez, mm-hmm. the 80 to one versus his pricing. Brendan Grace is 66 to one. Yeah. 6,700 bucks.
0: We're supposed to be truthful here, so I was gonna say shh, but yeah, you're right. That's one that stands out to me. And like I said, the two things about him that I added at the top, I'll repeat. Sixty seven hundred or well, three things. The price, sixty seven hundred. Nothing to do with the win, actually, last week. The second one would be late ad. The third one would be late ad with the fact that he wasn't in with the original live trio. He just slipped in on the Rob Bolton update as the last guy in, as the fourth man. So with Southgate, with your boy, by the way. Additionally,
1: no one wants to use live guys. People don't like live guys. Louis next week. Louis next week. Well, Louie's gonna win next week.
0: And also don't forget, like Alfred, like he won the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship, mm-hmm. which Oh, he's he's got wins in in real fields too. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like that's what I don't get is it just makes no sense.
1: Like if we're talking up Hatton because of his links history, running grace. I mean, he has top fives and open championships.
0: He's won the Alfred Dunhill. Like he's almost won majors. Like there's you know situational stuff there with him at 6,700. Looks to me way too cheap. That it, I'm not going to say because we're giving it all away. But my point would be I don't think the ownership's going to carry over to what it probably should. So the play, the best play
1: is lineup. We cannot give out all six. That's that's a thing. So we'll give out four and you can figure out the rest. Here's what I have down, and it leaves you with seventy nine hundred dollars for the last two spots. So you can go up down, you can go balance, you can do whatever you want. But I think this is gonna be a very common build. Xander, Speeth, Aaron Rye, Max Homa. Those four guys I think are gonna be in a lot of lineups this week.
0: Yeah. We're not we can't give it all away because you could sub some of those but we won't. But like yeah, I agree with all those. Like I said, especially with the speed, I think the the late steam is possible there. Xander, no doubt. Homa, no doubt. And then uh, who was the other guy? He said Rye. Yeah, 7,400. Yep, I'm, I'm good with that.
1: I'm good with not playing Rye, by the way.
0: Yeah, I, I, he's another one that I had is uh, in that range. It's like, again, it's kind of like the Lucas Herbert situation where it's like he won before here and he's got the talent. But I, I don't know. It's so t- I do like Rye. I'm a Rye fan. I bet him. This week, but just seeing the ownership attached when you have that range, like I said, and I have more stands that I like around him, I don't see a big difference between him and a lot of the guys that are in his range. Any Barbasol's, like,
1: stances? I have none. I'm not playing. So
0: um, Two things. One, I would definitely uh, do what you said with Goddard up. If, even if you don't want to bet him, I got no problem just continuing on playing him. I just think he's better than that field. And that just, again, what we won't see it for the long period of time. But we, we took a little flat because the week that we chose to play him as the cheap guy. He, he sucked. He missed the cut, but it wasn't like he battled back. I think he missed the cut on the number or off by two, but then he made the cut at the major. And now look what he's done since. So there's that. And then on top of the fact uh, the other one is that I like there, uh, our fellow Canadian, Taylor Pendrith. I actually was playing him last week at he 73. He COVID last week. He did, but that's the only issue. If you look, so at like last week, people were like, oh, why would you play that guy? He was coming back off injury. One, he was 7,300. He was underpriced. Two, if you follow his stuff or follow him or Adam Stanley, which we follow because we're Canadian, we know this, he, the guy's been swinging the club for weeks, was ready to go. It was a very serious like misfortune that the guy had this happen to him. He was literally ready to go last week and play. Now he comes into a field where there's not. it's not a strong field. You're not going to get great betting odds. I think he's 25 to 1. He's expensive on DraftKings, but I'm going to go back and play him because the field strength again talking about that backwards is horrible over there and I think he's better than that if I was playing him at 7300 last week I'm definitely playing him this week and positive COVID test we don't know how, how bad it was or what that means but I'm sure he's fine to go
1: we think that he's fine to go
0: I would take the risk based on I think his ownership could dictate that he's maybe not fine to go and you'll be in, good, in a good position. Was there like any
1: random jabroni that you can play from the bottom of this field? Like I saw Mike Lorenzo Vera was there. He used to be good. He led the PGA Championship one time.
0: Yeah, and he likes talking a lot of shit right now. So he's feeling pretty good. He's
1: confident in himself. Espen Kofstad was good in Ireland last week. He's the uh, non-Vic yeah. Norwegian player. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see... Slava Flavin is 7,100 after his top 10 last week. Long Dong, Paul Barjot. There's,
0: guy,
1: there's guys down here.
0: Who was I looking at this? Oh, one. this
1: is a name. N. Von Delling, Delling, Schausen. It's pretty good. Wiley loves Brandon Haggy. He put like a thousand bucks on him at that, 251. That's a uh,
0: yeah. Bearoff talked about that. That's a uh, that's a problem that Wiley has in any sort of alternate field he'll play it. Obviously, the Barbasol in his home state of Kentucky, where he's living now. So I think that you look at it from that perspective but uh, I did have some guys I just can't find it amidst all my other lineups Uh, Seifert I talked about earlier I think he is a a good place Sam Riders 8800 Seifert 7500 Josh Teeter another guy you can go to 7700 I've got him in some lineups and then uh, Matthias Schmid okay this 7400 former number one ranked amateur in the world yeah I like him as well
1: okay Barbasol have some fun with that you said the contests are almost full
0: I think they are. Yeah, I I don't. um,
1: Let's see. There are. Yeah, there's only like 400 spots left in the fifteen dollar. Did they run a backup? No, probably not. Not as of yet. But I guess if it fills, I mean, it's starting. They should run one because the Scottish is going to start at what, like one. There's 20
0: hours to go and they almost have the twenty three hundred people in there in the fifteen dollar. So what's the
1: Scottish start at two fifteen a.m. Eastern?
0: One fifteen a.m. Eastern, I think. Oh, maybe not
1: it's telling me to fift- yeah
0: they, maybe they changed that and I was wrong yeah you're right
1: either way that's the Barbasol
0: yep 215 Eastern let's get to the live chat
1: see what the people are saying smash the like button if you're in the live chat or even if you're not in the live chat and you're just watching this after the fact hit the like button play in the listeners league sub to the newsletter if you want to get in to those giveaways and sub to the channel you can only ask questions if you are subbed to Mayo Media Network John asks, Morning, fellas. Do you think that Fitzpatrick will have the lowest ownership from the 10K range? I would say yeah. I do. Like, substantially so, so too.
0: Uh, yeah. that's of those four guys? I've leaned into as the week went on, yeah, because you've got them squeezed between Xander and JT. So, yep.
1: So another reason why switching off of Xander and on to Fitz works for me. Herbert, McIntyre, and Rye, all green light DFS
0: plays this week. Yes or no? Ooh, no, not for me. I'm playing McIntyre. Yeah, I have a harder time with him, actually, the more I looked at it than I do Herbert. So I've changed on that since Monday. So I do like Herbert still, not because the fourth place is just everything else that I ran against it. And the fact that uh, McIntyre's picking up some steam there. So he has done it in these fields is the one interesting fact. And the fact that he is Scottish, he wants to win it. But sometimes there can be pressure that comes with that. And then we talked about Ryan. I got no problem if you play him. Uh, just make sure you're different elsewhere. That would be the one there.
1: When I wrote up, this will be in the newsletter a little bit later on, with Bobby Mack, is that he's been on a bad run recently, just overall. And for whatever reason, he snuck through. He has top 20s the past two years at the Renaissance Club. He snuck through based on great putting the first two rounds at the Irish. And then he lost his putter but was 8-under on the weekend just by ball striking the shit out of everyone. So that's what I want to see from Robert McIntyre. Like he's back, he's driving it well, he's hitting his irons. That's been a problem. He's been playing all over the world. So it's nice to see him get that good finish coming off two consecutive miscuts, cuts, a 75th in you know majors and even some weaker field events over in Europe. But just getting that back on track last week I think is a very positive sign. Sometimes like, you have guys like Cam Young, one round can kind of blow them up for a bit, get in your head. Other times you have like one really hot round. Look at GT Poston.
0: Oh, yeah. I I couldn't agree with you more. That's why I usually am on with McIntyre is the fact that too, like I talked about earlier, he fits the mold of what I was saying, where he's actually done it in these stronger fields. So that that to me matters because uh, you know a fiftieth or sixtieth place in a major is still sometimes better than like a twenty fifth or a thirtieth in these. Yeah, at the Munich Open. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree with that, hundred percent. Paul, this question is for you, sir.
1: Ooh. Who is your favorite ten k and above play this week? Although you would already imagine you're probably not playing DraftKings. <laughs> I may. I mean, Keegan's in the field, so I feel like I have to
2: play. Um, but uh, JT, I, I already saw that question, so I queued uh, I You had fire just, it fired up? I had, I had the graphic queued didn't up. didn't even really talk about JT. The Justin stats Collins. just said JT was the best guy in the field. That's really all. I think they're all amazing guys, obviously. Each one of them can win, but stats like them. And if it's going to be windy, JT's
1: pretty good with the low ball flight, too. That is true. I, I mean, next week at St. Andrews, he's very interesting because there's 14 par fours.
0: Yeah, he has every shot in the bag. We've seen this already. It was the PGA Championship when he won, but it just stood out there more than the other places that we've seen it. We see it all the time with JT. It just that was where he needed a lot at Southern Hills, and he had every shot. And he went. He
1: started making putts from everywhere.
0: That too. too, but I mean, that's that's the when you get a guy like him, Zalatoris, Morikawa, those guys when they show up with a putter on top of their ball striking, it's game over for the field, or at least it's it's a bad time for the rest of the field. In his case, he just didn't have many in front of him that mattered. Austin Heller is locking in Richard Flower this week. Yeah, is definitely circles back on that take as well. Is, is Ricky even more. in the field still? Oh, yeah, 6,900. 6, the finally, where everyone says they would play him, uh, that's what I talked about with Kenny earlier this week, is that we finally got sub-7K Ricky, and then he was <laughs> playing well at the uh, the J.P. McManus he, he needs to show up here. Are we putting any stock into that? Everyone playing Xander is. Yeah, but Xander also just won the no, draft. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying if you go with the same theory of adding on to Xander's ownership, that's where you go with Ricky Fowler. But I, I don't, like I said, I don't, I've come back on that one. Some of even considering it, I just don't see it. There, there just doesn't look like a good spot for him.
1: Fowler's best finish in the last four months is T21.
0: And I just don't think he scores enough. We think it's going to get to those types of scores. Can he? Sure, could he show up for the week? But four days of playing that golf that gets him in the mix and does that—it'd be awesome if he did. He didn't even show up for round two of the JP McManus. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Morning,
1: Morikawa and Bobby Mack or Burns and Hatton for DraftKings. Which duo is lower owned, or is it pretty even?
0: I'd say it's probably pretty even. I what like was Morik- the second one, Burns and Hatton. Oh, the first one's lower owned. Because I think Hatton's getting late steam, and I think Burns already has ownership. So,
1: um. so Morikawa and Bobby. Sam Burns another guy who played in this event last year, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a good field. Yeah. Spieth, Zalatoris, and Cam Smith. Is that a good core three to
0: start with? I don't hate it. D- don't be surprised if that's a common build. Yeah, I actually don't mind it, though, because they're not going past that. So at least it's an odd way to start, right? You, you've got to set up. You're doing a balanced build with some chalk, but you're not using all those guys above. Thoughts on Rasmus Hogard,
1: it's an ultimate boomer bus play. Yeah, I was like, the the, the bust goes so badly, as we saw last week. Like he was dialed in with his irons round one in Ireland. He lost it in round two and shot a seventy eight and missed the cut. Yeah, I don't I don't have him in the mix here with some of the other guys that are down there. Thoughts on Neiman versus Fleetwood. Last spot in a high dollar single entry. I go with Neiman.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got Neiman better here. Billy Ho or Max Homa? i just go with Billy Ho. Yeah, I, this is one where I was talking earlier. Like, I, I still have Homa very close with him, even at 15% ownership. So if you think Homa's like 20 or 22 or something, then you could just move away. But that, that's how I would rate them. Any interest in
1: Wyndham Clark at $6,500? I would say no.
0: <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, I kind of do. We didn't talk about everybody down there. But just again... Uh, it's going to be, that's boomer bust, but we're talking about a guy that does it in bigger fields and with the par five scoring out there and ability to be a little bit more drivable par four crazy off the tee. I, I just, it wouldn't surprise me is all I'm saying. I'm not going to be heavy on these 6k guys, but I don't have a problem oh, fitting I them in with some of them. Why, no, why, are you, why play Wyndham Clark when you can play 80% Matthew Southgate? Yeah, if you're going 80% on your 50 lineups, that's very aggressive. I don't hate I, prob- it. I
1: probably, you know what, 80% is probably to it. Maybe I'll make it like 35%.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you're going to do that on some guys. I am, especially in the 7K range. And so that's where I'm saying I'm getting my stances. But down here, people like look at it like, oh, you're going to have 50% of every guy? No, you're just playing enough of each of them, and he's not going to be owned at all.
1: Brian asked about Tom Kim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You sold me. So oh, we're man. in. 6400 bucks. Yep. Being a Lynx-type course, how will driving accuracy golfers should be considered? Bump them or not to bump them? Well, it's going to be super burned out. And it's not exactly, I mean, it is Lynx-style, but it's more of a hybrid than anything else. Like we're going to see some links style at St. Andrews next week. For sure. This is going to be a little bit,
0: you know. I think so. Different for sure. So, And, and I don't think driving accuracy, I'm not weighting it much at all. Like no. I, I don't care.
1: The rough isn't really going to be up. Like if you hit it in the fescue, you hit it in the fescue, and you might be fine.
0: It's not only that; it's like there's there's pot bunkers, there's things that like you could be accurate and goes the wrong way for you
1: too. Like it's well, you kind of mentioned it, especially because everything's going to be burned out. That even the shorter hitters with more accuracy are going to get more roll, and sometimes I mean that's what Morikawa and Spieth did so well at the Open last year that everyone was having problems with. They weren't hitting the fairway bunkers because they were like, oh no, I need to hit it up there so it rolls down to here not try to bomb it out there where it's going to hit that hill and roll into this pot bunker I can't get out of.
0: Yeah, that's what it is, man, at these tougher fields. Some, everyone, oh, the cream always rides to the top. Of course it does. Not only are they that good, but they have the mental game for it too to know what to do, when to do it, when to club down, different stuff like that. So I think that's important. Is Ryan Fox worth the chalk play? I think I after... We're deciphering t- it and trying to talk through, is it? I think no. Yeah, feel Like, it. even if he's not chalk, I don't think he's the play. That's where I'm struggling, like you said. Like, it just feels like nobody's actually going to go there. But even if they don't, you can still talk yourself into a bunch of guys. M, Neiman, Connors, Young, Homa, Fleetwood, Horschel. Like you you said, Horschel, like there's other guys you could play there instead. So it does feel rough, but it is interesting that he's that price because what is he next week? Do we look at him?
1: Fox? No, I didn't look at him. I'll, I'll look him up while you go. Next question. Zalatoris or Xander is the top play.
0: God, I'm really... I'm having, liking
1: this Fitz off of Xander. Really I'm,
0: I'm having second thoughts on the Xander one just because I like to play him in stronger fields. But when I actually think about it and everyone's saying that, I feel like that's the difference. It's not really the strong fields he excels in. It's the higher scoring setups where his ball striking matters and those putts for par and all that matters so much more. Can he make enough birdies if we get to 18 under or 19 under here?
1: Are you waiting in performance from the J.P. McManus Pro-Am whatsoever? I mean, if you are play, Patty Harrington.
0: Yeah, you could play him any. But Patty Harrington just won a. a he won the U.S. Open, the, the, the senior, senior US open, open, and and he's got uh, I don't know some decent results recently, even beyond that. But I, at sixty seven hundred, I wouldn't fault you for it. It's just I, I'm not doing it because he got a top five at the JP McManus. I can tell you that. In
1: future Live Tour against PGA Tour, it would be amazing to see a Ryder Cup type setup. Well, Live
0: Tour already has Ryder Cup fans, so this is an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, we talked a little bit about that pre-show. I think it's definitely interesting. But uh, Ryan Fox, by the way, 7,100.
1: Next week. Next week. Play him next week when he bombs <laughs> this
0: week. Oh, gosh. It's so funny. that uh, The chalk will dictate. Or, or the, what he does this week will we'll change it up for next week. He ever play in the Masters? Fox?
1: Yeah. I don't think he's ever gotten in. Like, there is such a strong correlation between Augusta and St. Andrews. I mean, good players, that tends to help, but like the cream really, like no rough, lag putting, everything that goes along with that, whether you're a bomber or hitter, the ones that prevail at Augusta tend to do really well at the old course. Now Ryan Fox isn't playing the Masters.
0: So if you fade Spieth this week, you fade Ryan Fox too, and then you jump back on both of them next week. I don't know, but the thing in. is, I don't
1: know if I'd want to jump back on Ryan Fox next week.
0: More, more link style. Than this better on link style, sure, and that could be the cop out at the end of the week when people say, "Oh, it wasn't actually the same style," and and maybe you never know. You know what? Ryan Fox could be popular either way next week.
1: That's true. Ryan Fox it was T forty nine in two thousand fifteen at St Andrews.
0: Yeah, like what happens if he becomes T forty nine this week? How would that change his ownership for next week? I, I doubt that it would, actually. Like, I think anything outside of a blow-up. Well, if I played him at 8,600 or 8,500 last week, I'm going back to him at 7,100 this week, and he had a good result here back in the day. That's pretty much what I see. How Tong or Jordan Smith? Jordan Smith for me. I, I like How Tong. I know people do. I don't. Any interest in Harris English? Actually, yes. We didn't talk about him. Another one. Boom, boom. I, I think more boom-bust than others may think. But I would still play him based on that. I just He looks like he was a little bit healthier. He looks better. He's been swinging the club quite a while now. Played events. like Done okay. So I, I'm happy to go back to him here, actually. I don't mind it.
1: Favorite stands in the 7K range? I like the guys at the bottom. I like Vermans. I like Tong. I like Robert McIntyre and, and Eduardo Molinari.
0: Yeah, I like I like Mito and Woodland are two that I'll say for sure that Woodland, because I'm Woodland's taking bigger stances. Yeah, it I th- can do Woodland. 7,300, not getting much ownership. List as well. We know what uh, Woodland can do when he can club down or really find his way with the wind and those stingers that he hits and all that stuff. I make fun of this all the time. But about how there's always a narrative for Gary Woodland. doesn't matter what course he's playing on. But again, why I said I can take stands down here is because I think the price is bad. I know some may say it's fair, but 7300 I think he can find his way through. Yeah, Bombers course, Gary Woodland. Oh, he's less long. than
1: driver course, Gary Woodland. He knows how to
0: club down. There's wind. Yeah, he has those stingers. Uh, he, it's going to be tough this week. Remember, he won a U.S. Open. He held off Brooks in his prime. There's always a narrative for Gary Woodland. Burns or Zalatoris?
1: I'd still play Zalatoris, who also, again, played this tournament last year was fine.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I would, I'm there with you on that one. I just, like I said, I'm still worried about Zalatoris with all the other names around him. So I have more Cantlay than Zalatoris, but I would play Zalatoris over Burns.
1: Uh, Paul. Breaking. Um, Harold the III withdrew?
2: No. Uh, Jeff Feinberg woke up and realized what happened. You know, <laughs> he knows that, uh, that Tim has cursed one of his biggest futures. Heading oh, into the to the British God. Open, there's a
1: lot of people with that Zalatoris seventy to one. I don't have it. I don't have any open bets so far. I'm waiting for Louis' odds to drop. So that I
0: mean. is the, what I forgot about when I talked about this earlier. That's actually the best part, and why the curse does matter, is because everyone is finally thinking they're gonna get even on Will Zalatoris when he wins at seventy to one because all the twenty five to one bets they've lost. That's their chance to get close to even. Some won't, but. Now he's cursed that opportunity, and they're never going to see it again because he is going to win soon, and it's just going to be at another event where he's twenty-two to one, and the field's not as strong. So, is there a shot length this week? I don't know. Someone asked me that. I didn't dig into it hard enough, but uh, who knows? I, I co-sanctioned. Don't. Man, get them over there.
1: So, someone just said that Harold Werner the Third has disappeared from the leaderboard. All right, that is actually true. I'm looking it up right now. Harold Werner the Third is no longer showing up in the app. I don't Live. know what that means. I don't know what that means. Well, live guys are allowed to play in this event, <laughs> so I don't know what that means. But I wasn't playing him anyway. But I'd watch out. Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, if he's dropped off, it's gonna
0: come out sooner than later. That's the case, so that's good.
1: But also, like this, this event again starts at 2:15 a.m. Eastern time.
0: Yeah, but they gotta get. They'll get it out because I think. Uh, remember, Bramlett got pushed out by Southgate, so it would be Varner out, Bramlett in. I think.
1: Sure, but if there's gonna be any withdrawals, like it's gonna happen. At 1 a.m. in the morning or 2 a.m. in the morning i'm
0: always up so yeah.
1: fair enough so pay attention at follow at toe tag and tambo yeah, i can assure you i'll, I will for sure. not I'll be, up. be
0: up until the, right, right to lock so
1: I'll, I'll be up around when do i usually get up like 4:30 a.m. eastern time is usually okay. when i'm
0: up yeah or
1: oh, jeff's in the chat now he's not even asking questions probably ban him for life <laughs> should we consider dp world tour golfers more than most pga golfers no i don't think so but i think when you get into the
0: 6k range yes that's how i looked at it too and it's just because some of them then are more fair priced and it's your more worth fair worth price th- and they're just familiar with these worth conditions worth taking the style the of course but yeah there's not that much different between difference between them the funniest part about that tweet by the way circling back to jeff just figure out the encoded message that it had all those capital letters and read that did it take him a day to do that or hopefully jeff my boy here didn't just catch on he and, probably just woke up okay i was gonna say because that that was pretty clear out of the gate what was going on there out of the the tweet, how he just in out. Harold Varner the third is W D from the
1: Rick Gaiman reporting it. Oh, it's replaced a by of Julien Guerre. What happened to Bramlett then? They, he told they said, get it take a fucking hike, Bram Wagon. Get okay. back to the Barbasol power. Interested
0: to hear the reasoning and not live related at all. I don't care about that. Like I said, they could play in it anyway, but hopefully everything's all good with all H V three there. So just getting ready for next week. Maybe. Getting so, ready for next seems week. Seems odd. You're over there and you're already ready to like what? Maybe it must be an injury or something. Uh, Arnaz or Fratelli? Arnaz for me. Okay. I also bet him at 200. He's another long shot that I took. Okay. Any interest in Poulter? Good course history.
1: No. What's his live tour records? I feel like he's been garbage on the live tour. 40th and 20th in two live starts. Yeah, even if I was
0: counting those, I just don't not a. I, I thought.
1: Listen, I don't think it's like I when I was looking up Louie for next week. And I was on Fairway Roland uh, well, this morning, I suppose, on the Ringer podcast network. And I was talking about Louie. It's like, look, he had a bad start to the year. He was a bit hurt. And if he knew the live was coming, and I think that's, I mean, we can't assess it. We don't know. We can't get into the mental state. But if there's a lot of pressure on these guys, knowing that this is coming and they can't talk about it until it, like, actually happens. Mm-hmm. Like, Louis has been pretty good. Like, he's been good on the Live Tour. He went over and played in the one that Hao Tong won. He was top 10 in that event. Like, it does seem like he's turned his fortunes around. Obviously not against the highest competition in the world. Mm-hmm. He missed the cut at the U.S. Open. A lot of good guys missed the cut at the U.S. Open.
0: Yeah. I so, agree with you. And, and the part you said especially about them having to keep quiet, it came out today the same... Uh, It's like an Argentinian news group that keeps breaking the news on all these guys that that we had recently with Ortiz and Anser and all them. Uh, We know about Stenson. That's been talked about a lot. But Fleetwood is supposedly going. And they've said that they've talked to people, like the people, basically their good sources said that he's not going Obviously, they're not going to say anything until it happens. Like that's what you just said with Louie. It's the same factor. He's not going to say. He can't say anything until it happens. Yeah. You're, and so you ever sit on like big information? Yeah. It, it's it can be stressful. It is, and that that can affect your play, and that can be part of it. So I think that's the difference, right? Is some of these guys might come out of their shell a little bit once they get ingrained into it a little bit more.
1: I liked your I, I, I when I listened to your guys' show this week, Fantasy Golf Degenerates on Mayo Media Network. Go subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and play in their listeners' league as well. Your comment about just the pushback on people saying, "Well, you, you said you wanted to play less golf, but now you want to play in the Scottish Open." That your point of, "Yeah, you want to play less golf because you want to play like golf for four more years and not play golf anymore."
0: That's what like, <laughs> people just can't get past the short term stuff. I'm not saying I'm like smart, and I just I hate that take because like all of the stuff. Also, like yesterday, Ian Poulter's shirt came out with less logos. There's less time. It, like the other thing is, they I thought you wanted more family time, Ian. Yeah, he still wants to play in the fucking Scottish Open this week. He feels entitled. Used to wear DP World Torrents support them and play in their leagues and do everything that they wanted and he's wearing less logos now because he has more time with his family He doesn't have to go to MasterCard and NetJets and all these other things that he had to do for them as well it all ties together but four years and then be done versus playing a bunch over the next 10 years or something like that
1: this guy's asking about Podreg. we briefly talked about him are you
0: gonna use him I'm not oh yeah I'm using him at 6700 I just I think the thing was is Brandon Grace came out after and I like him better. Yeah, Grace
1: uh, also not updated into Fantasy National right now, so you can use uh, just one of the dummy guys. I mean, they're not actually dummy guys. You could put Lahiri or Harrington or Kitty or something. Just yeah. put
0: someone that you'll recognize that you know you're not on, and you'll change. And That's then just I do it. Yeah. global
1: swap them out. Yep. Yeah. That's the easiest way to do that. People are ever wondering, uh, does the fact that Victor Perez live in Scotland give him an advantage?
0: Damn. It worked for Cam d- Smith. How do we do this again yeah, after it worked the Cam for Cam Smith, Smith situation? Yeah, he's got a house there, right? So... I don't know. If he wins, I got 175 to one. I'll feel very good about that. But uh, I, I, like I said, I have a tougher time getting there with him getting even some ownership when you have so many guys above and below in this range. What
1: golfer above 9k do you find yourself fading? Well, it's a bunch of guys above 9k that I'm not playing. I'm not playing Zalatoris, Burns, Cam Smith, or Hideki. So or Xander now,
0: after you talked me out of it. <laughs> Z- Xander, I wouldn't talk you out of playing. I just said, you asked me him versus Patrick, who rates so better for him? Yeah, me. but
1: I only have so many, like, there's only so many guys that I want to use in my
0: lineups. Yeah. And I start, like, if I, I can't rake myself. Like, if you're playing 150. I'll, I'll have much less Zalatoris. But from what we talked about, obviously, it's a change in stance from the start of the week. But that's the point of the Wednesday show is you guys get it all the way through. It's just I give you the truth is where it comes out to this guy to me. Like I said, I just I'm struggling with it when I've got other guys around him. I think I'll have less Sam Burns for sure. The guys I'll have more of are the guys at the top. We didn't talk a lot about, but I, I still think like we're just not going to get to the right ownership on Scheffler and Rom here. No, like I, and I like Raw
1: more than Scheffler, but I gonna, have no issues playing They're going to
0: be like 18%. Even I'm, if now Scheffler's caught up and they're both 19-19 or something. Like you, not, even if you don't play them together. But if you play them together, I doubt very many people are going to be playing them together. Definitely not many are going to play them together. And this is, we've again, we're not comparing these talents, but Stenson and Mickelson at the Open was like these types of events where we can get these breakouts where it can be two guys that pop out and take over. And And
1: then you just need the others. And usually in that type of situation, if two guys isolate themselves in the field at a link style course, it's generally weather related. So even trying to correlate with a smaller core of the window. Uh, Cause even, even that year when it was Stenson and Phil, the other guys behind them on the leaderboard were like JB Holmes, Charles Schwartzel. They were all within like half an hour of the same tee times. Yeah. They got the good pocket. No one knew No one knew it was coming. Right. But, you put yourself out there to get lucky, and it worked.
0: Yeah, and it's all about what you do with your portfolio. We talked about this on strategy shows in the past. We've got 150 lineups. If you think only 1% of the field, just use a number, is going to stack those two together, you just if you put 3% of your lineups with those two together, you're 3X the field on said stack and then able to get some opportunity that way. So just think of it in that sense.
1: How would you rank these golfers in terms of top 20 options? Robert McIntyre, Mackenzie Hughes, Alexander Bjork, brendan stone or callie smooja um hughes and mcintyre and not the others that's exactly i mean e- hughes is even an outlier there i'd say bobby mack gap hughes gap Bielk, and i, can, the I rest. can rate
0: things better when you do it like that and make it that easy so that's perfect i got hughes and mcintyre would be the two there uh, any barbasol takes we
1: did that at 43 47 of the show and off the top with my bets for the barbasol this guy just says, Fitz and Fleetwood, no brainer. That's not a question or a response to anyone's question. Fuck you, pal. You're banned for life. Take a hike out of the chat. Poke the like button. This guy's way better. Who do I cut for my sub $6,500 group? Sink, Callum, Terran, Otagi, Daniel Van Tonder,
0: or M. Jordan? A bunch of them. All of them? I'm not playing. You're playing Terran, but I'm not playing any of those guys. Taryn and Jordan are the most interesting to me, actually. Maybe Sink. I'd cut the other two. Playing some top guys to miss the cut,
1: what do you think? That has not translated well at this yeah. course. However, 160 guys in the field, it's gonna be a very low six to six. Oh yeah. Presumably.
0: Sixty-five in ties, right? Here, yeah. So this is
1: the biggest field of the past maybe ever. Hundred and sixty. I've never seen it.
0: Yeah, it's so I mean it's really hard though to pick them. That's why it's a fun bet, but it's really challenging when like I said, we've got Rom, JT, Fitz, Xander alone all finished in the top 10 last year so i mean some of these guys are coming top 10 i think not just because of what they did last year just the talent and then you've got you know you got to wade through it like zalatoris burns i I don't know it's a very tough bet to make no interest in
1: hideki this week i mean he's not for me he's so that doesn't help but you like him enough Uh, to like play him uh
0: yeah and i actually think he will have interest i don't think people are just going away from hideki is he still using the cheater driver no, he actually. What didn't he just show up and get t fourth at the U.S. Open? Oh, yeah, the Same, that's right. they had like that's the right. round of the day when Fitzpatrick won. So oh yes, that's I think right. that's carrying over some. I don't know what number you want to put him at. He, but. Flubbed, he flubbed the the approach on seventeen. Yeah. Left he, it way short. He had a chance to, to get into the mix or try to, but yeah, he had a, a great putting round. Who do you like as the
1: pivot off of H3, HV3 after the WD? I wasn't using him anyway. I don't think anyone yeah. was using HV3.
0: Not not many were using him anyway there, but uh, I, I'm on the guys above. I, I talked about it already. McIntyre, like Woodland. There you go. Oh, I thought you were going to call it another withdraw there. Yeah, Mito's the guy for me if you can get up to him a little bit. I'm um, all in on Eric Van Royen,
1: top 10, top 20. That's also not a question. You're banned for life. No one gives a shit about your bets, pal. <laughs> Out of 20 lineups, how many would you split into wave stacks? 8 a.m., 8 p.m., 4 mix? I'm going heavier on the a.m., so I try to, like, with 20 lineups, it's tough. Like, if I had 20 lineups, I'd
0: probably do 10 a.m., 10 mix. No, I would go all in. Pick a wave and go all in. You have 20 lineups. 10, 10? No. Really? Yeah, it's too little. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do probably 30. 30 and leave the 90, like something like that, if I'm doing it on 150, so maybe more. I just I haven't spent enough time on it, but if you only got 20... Anything in 20 max should be way more aggressive. Just go all in. And if you want to be like like technicalities, do like 15 and five then, and you better pick those five, like hand-build those five and say like, I'm going to build these and, and put them the way I want them and leave the other ones open. Uh, I have a smaller
1: core for my PM, just looking at the guys that I like. So at a my 50, I'll probably do... 25 a.m. p.m., 10 p.m. a.m., and 15 mixed.
0: That's fine, sure. Thank you. And it's not necessarily a percentage-based thing. It's more of just, like I said, I think on 20, it's such a limited number. It's the same when people play three max and play three completely unique lineups. It's a choice you got to make, but you, you could be better off to do two similar and then one not. With the time difference, do you think
1: that we see more casuals making mistakes with any unusual edges we could see? Do you think that players who traveled to Scotland sooner rather than later
0: that's too hard to figure out. The stuff you will find that could end up being an advantage or an edge was like some similar uh, – some situations like what we talked about earlier with like maybe the Brandon Grace stuff. Yeah, or a guy's WD cheap. at 1 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> or if you get that. I mean, you definitely being up to a lock could be an edge and advantage because there could be guys that are owned that come out with zeros. Damon, Tringali, or neither? Neither for me. Damon? I forgot he was here. Sean Zach, the guy from Twitter, is his caddy. I did remember that now. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not on him, and I'm not on uh, – tringali either
1: paul needs his own camera shot
0: well we got all three cameras in use
1: we got no more cameras gotta buy one man i don't want to spend fucking money. monies I'm, mo- bar- no. I'm
2: barely on the screen at any given time
1: so i, I don't, don't want to spend 10 it's... grand just to give paul two lines on camera during the show yeah the yeah for me to just be like yes play so, keegan we need to
0: win the millie Maker next week and we can get we'll get camera. paul a
1: camera we will get him a gopro that's a deal uh Verman or Dietrich, T two, T eight last year. I like Johannes Verman. H- like him. him over Dietrich for me, yep. Uh Tom Kim and Southwind, not a real person, likely do not have win potential in this field, but is top thirty for both wishful thinking or really doable. I mean, I bet I mean Southwind isn't a real player, so South Gate, you're
0: thinking of, who S- I bet Sell me on Southgate top thirty. One of the best... Making the cut. Sell me, what, what's his situ- sell me on Southgate. Let's Okay, do so let's, let's bring up some Matthew
1: Southgate right now. One of the elite coastal players in the world, especially on the European tour. One of the best Lynx players on the planet. And I feel like he's just... missed. He's especially mispriced on DraftKings at $6,000. Like, like I said, he should be $1,000 more. He should be the same as Johan Um But let's go here to Matthew Southgate. How has he been doing recently? That's South Africa. I don't want to go... There. there we go. Matthew Southgate. So he has top... His top 20s in two of his past three starts. He had a D34 after that. He's a big boomer bust type player. He showed up at open championships before for one or two days on the leaderboard one way. I agree. He's probably very little win equity. I wanted to bet him to win anyway. They, they anyway. have
0: no win equity for sure. I, I can assure
1: it, you of that. The European Tour is weird. Just it, watch, it, watch the European Tour every week and guys just start making
0: 80 foot putts out of nowhere. Oh. It, it happens. Sorry. I thought you were. I'm talking for this field. Matthew Seligate is not winning. It's a fun bet. I'm not going to say you know, against you here, but I'll just say that his question was, Do they have, They obviously have no win equity. We agree, for the most part. Edi- but,
1: additionally, he's been top 30 in this event the last two years.
0: I was just going to say that. So there's your answer. <laughs> there's to your can answer. he come top 30? And can Tom Kim, Ju Young Kim, top 30? Yes, he just, he just came T21 in the U.S. Open, which is even stronger than this. So uh, at a harder course with a harder setup. So yes, the answer for yes, for both is yes.
1: Uh, any interest in Ricky Fowler? No. Yeah, no.
0: Uh, like I said, I thought about it at the start of the week. I've turned on that.
1: Is starting a lineup Morikawa, Smith, Spieth in single entry too thin at the top, and is it contrarian enough to eat seven K chalk guys? I think it is actually.
0: I think Just, it's contrarian enough build. Yeah, based on starting with Kawa and going down to those other guys, so I'm I'm okay with it. Are you
1: placing more emphasis on around the green with the windy forecast? Not really. I I find you can almost throw around the green out the window for shaved greens like even yeah. the heritage for example yeah. open yeah. championship next week the masters is another one these ones are a little bit different but you can putt from off the green off this fescue if you want to i was like, just gonna it say just that. gives people different yeah.
0: options you said what i would have said that's exactly. i was gonna say that for sure people looking like oh it's so windy it's linksy good around the re- green game not necessarily you guys put it off of there in case, in some cases so it can be totally different would it be reckless or crazy to lock
1: in the Hogard and Molinari brothers four of six spots into three max? Literally free money, ludicrous decision. <laughs> Thoughts on a mito Noren, Kirk, Core? I don't love
0: it. What was the second one? Neiman, Mito, Noren, Kirk. Oof! I don't know. Those are I- three of the guys. I'm, I don't. I'm not about a core, but those are three of the guys I am higher on and taking stands on in the seven K range. So. Morikawa or Hatton in
1: one and done. I need help. Is Morikawa better for next weekend instead? Yes, I think Morikawa is better at St. Andrews than Hatton is. I also think he's better at this course than Hatton as well. Yeah. But if you have to use one of those two and you're going to roll over one of them to next week, save Morikawa for the bigger prize pool, use Hatton this week. Although Hatton's going to be a popular one and
0: done. Yeah, I, I'm using Hatton this week, but it's uh, like you said it perfectly. Morikawa is always going to be better in Hatton. It doesn't matter where.
1: And it's hard to get too much chalk. Like, if you want to look at, like, the one and done, just go see who is left for people to use. Like, Justin Thomas isn't going to be chalked this week. Everyone's probably used Justin
0: Thomas already. Yeah, I forgot, too. The one and done's almost over. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to change my hat in one and done after this because I think he's like 67%, and I think people are using him. So Yeah, he's available for people. To I'm going to find someone that's like 30% or less and try and just. That's why I
1: use Fitz in a lot. Take a stand. There. I just, yeah. for whatever reason, I hadn't used Fitz. Everyone used him at the U.S. Open. I can't believe.
0: I, yeah, that just made like a sobering moment there. Like, where the season's coming to an end. Like, we, we have a, not much left. The Open next week, and then playoffs, and a few other events.
1: Burns for one and done? Sure. Like I said, it, with the one and done questions, like, who do you have left with six events left and where
0: do you it. stand on the board There's strategy to it uh interest in mark leishman yes or no not this uh, week maybe next week little little bit not he's not one of the guys i'm taking a stand on in there
1: oh here's a question that
0: i'm oh, example
1: of a bad question for a live chat of the scottish open if xander runs train this week and wins next week would it come down to who wins the playoffs for player of the year between him and scotty scheffler who fucking cares no one. No one cares. Oh, no one man. cares about the PGA Tour Player of the Year award. No. That's like, <laughs> that, that is peak blue checkmark golf writer Twitter like being mad about something.
0: Definitely. And I don't know how you're taking it from Scotty anyway at this point. You'd have to do a lot more than that, I think. Like Xander winning the Travelers this week and next. Would that and take... the team event.
1: Oh, God.
0: No, Scotty would still be Player of the Year. Kirk or Rye? Kirk. Neither for
1: me any interest in justin rose i could see rose rose yeah. is the perfect like oh, maybe i like him more next week i don't know i don't know where i'm at on rose I, I still like keegan more okay any matt wallace love nah no how do you feel about
0: keith mitchell i just think he's gonna be too popular even if he's not i don't know where that love fully comes from here i'm definitely gonna play over Any him.
1: any interest in will blessing this week well, Bessling? Best, is that it? Is I it, what it is, I yeah. I, I've always...
0: I don't know. He wouldn't surprise me if he pops. I don't think I'll get there, but I just it's a name that I see sometimes. I didn't dig into it far enough because I don't care, but yeah, that guy's not going to make mine, I don't think.
1: Tough choice between Horschel, Connors, and Young in the 8K range. Who's your pick? I like Connors. Connors,
0: Young, not playing Horschel.
1: Okay. What golfer have you warmed on as the week went along? I got higher on Connors, and that's why I bet him.
0: Yep. I like the Connors call
1: what stat should we be considering the most for a player strokes gained approach
0: yeah but i it's stronger fields i always look at just t to green in general uh um, par five scoring for here especially has been a big thing in the past guys went like fourteen under on the par fives last and, year in the short par four and that's involved which i think will correlate over to it so i yeah i like that as well
1: if is cam smith a good play this week sure he's fine I have $8,700 left. Who is your favorite play at $8,700 and lower? Would you both love, would love both of your opinions
0: on it? Who's at 87? The M Neiman? or Neiman. They're both there. Neiman probably more than, eh. It's actually close. I, I, I still like M's upside too, but Neiman's been, uh, Neiman's. I,
1: I like Neiman in windy conditions because he, he like, he's like the the younger, more advanced Gary Woodland at this point. He, he
0: has really is. Nice I low was going to say that. The low stinger is going to come up, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. So. Uh, I don't know. I I'd, I'd think I I'd still have M, but you're spending all the money, so leave you 100 bucks and play Neiman. All right. Play in the Listener's League. Smash the like button to the episode. You are back
1: live on runpuresports.com. With uh, who's on the show with you tonight?
0: Uh, myself, Big T for sure will be on the show. We're gonna do it a little bit earlier because of the the tea time setup and everything here for this week. But we'll be we'll be doing that on the premium side.
1: And then you'll be back for free on Mayo Media Network Thursday night for Round Two Showdown.
0: Yeah, love it. So Man, put it could have a, a great advantage this week. We'll see how this weather plays out, but. Uh, it's worked out for us in the past when there's been big wind.
1: Yeah, it's big wind is big wind is a good equalizer, especially if it does play out like we're seeing. I'm gonna refresh Thursday to see how much has changed since the beginning of the show. It has not. So if the AM does play a little bit easier on Thursday. You get a double advantage. Well, will not play as easier on Friday morning. It looks a bit more flat. Guys will disregard the players with the bad scores from the PM, mm-hmm. even though they had tougher conditions. Be like, well, these AM guys were so much better. Let's play them and, in round two, and you just fade them. And, and even if the they, even
0: if they don't, because that's what the casuals do. The other edge we always have is that you know how do we build roster construction for it? That was what won me the money at the PGA Championships. I didn't play anyone over 10K when a lot of people wanted to play the 10K guys, and I started at 9,900 and ended up winning it. So uh, definitely tune into that. Show it's free every week on Mayo Media Network. The newsletter is available down in the description, as
1: is the Listeners League. I will be back on tomorrow with part two of the wide receiver rankings for fantasy football, Open Championship St. Andrews preview on Friday, DraftKings pick show with Raza and Tambo on Sunday, and then pff, we're off to the races for Open Championship week. So please get in those giveaways. Do All the things that are listed in the newsletter that should be coming out around 6 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night. Then we'll bang some home every night of the Open Championship to track what's going on. Harold Verner, WD, by the way, in case you missed that a little bit earlier on. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time.